Hey, what's up everyone out there? This is Jason Vest of After Ed Podcast. My intention with this podcast is to highlight the actions happening today by students, educators, and other thought leaders around the world that just aren't content with the way things have always been. People that are disrupting the status quo today and people that know that that is the right thing to be doing. So look, I would also like to apologize. This is my first run going at this. I basically was thinking that Anchor would not give me everything I needed to run a podcast. Little did I know, Anchor uh, is the go-to, the one-stop shop. So thank you, Anchor, uh, for making this possible for me. So you'll see a couple of episodes uh, that are already listed Um, I'm going to try to get those deleted, but quite frankly, I'm just not sure what's going to come of it. But basically, the first episode says episode one, and I thought, what better way to start this thing than to have people, potential listeners, figure out who I am. And so what I did is I had students from my innovation class, which you'll hear all about in the podcast, basically put me on the spot one day, ask me questions about uh, this class in particular, uh, education, my personal life, and of particular uh, highlight whether or not I think that I could beat my principal, uh, who was a former college athlete uh, and is way taller than I am uh, in a game of one-on-one. And spoiler alert, I think that I can. So, you guys enjoy the podcast. Got a lot coming your way. Take care. All right, so first question. Mr. Vest, what was giving you the idea to um, do this right So all I really wanted to do was change what classrooms uh, looked like and felt like. Not a fan of sitting kids in rows and just forcing information to you guys. So I went to Mr. Moose, our principal, at the end of last year and said, hey, we got to do something different. And so we said, reach out, see what you could come up with. And so we were able to get uh, some partnerships and really make this a unique class. And, you know, the real reason why I want to do it is because Quite frankly, just the everyday class that you all take, it's not getting you ready to do anything in life except be a robot. And so I really wanted to try and do something that I felt gave you some real skills that you can take and use when you've done K-12 education. I had no idea what I wanted. To do when I was younger. All I know is that I think back to a few teachers that I had that made me feel like what I was doing was valuable and they made me feel important and looking back they're like the teachers that I wanted to be like. They were the teachers that were you know fun and weren't so serious about everything and uh, but I had never had any concept of how I should be taught, Um, which is why I think you guys are so fortunate now because, uh, but also why I feel bad for your teachers in high school because you have this new way of thinking that a class could be like 
And quite frankly, you're probably not going to get that in most of your high school classes. Oh, man, daily routine. Gosh. Uh, so look, uh, if, if my if you count your day starting at 12 a.m., which technically, you know, that's when the day starts, I am usually going to be woken up by Benny, who's my littlest, and the only thing that will satisfy his needs is me taking him downstairs to the kitchen, getting him some type of snack, and then going down and sitting in my recliner, covering him up with a blanket, and watching Sesame Street or Curious George Usually I can get away with a half a show, but I tried to get him up during the middle last night, and he just grunted at me like an animal and pointed at the screen and telling me that I had to stay and finish the show. So then I get up at like 4.30 or 5 and try to get some work done, uh, only to be, I guess... Woken up again, in a sense, by Benny, who wants to eat again his second <laughs> breakfast. Take Jacob to preschool. Sometimes do a Starbucks run. And then my 20-minute drive from preschool to here, I'm either listening to a podcast from Don Wetrick, Start Ed Up, shout out to Don, or Gary Vaynerchuk. Shout out to Gary V. Haven't met you yet, but love the chat. Uh, get motivated, get pumped up, think about what we're going to do for the day. And then I come here and this is going to sound corny, but I try to make an impact in all of your lives every single day. And then I go home and I'm totally exhausted, but I turn on another's level of energy and try to be that same motivating and happy person for my own kids and wife. And then by 7.30 or 8, I'm literally ready to just fall out and go to sleep on the floor. But I end my day, end my day, every single day, reading or looking for new ways to improve myself or your classroom experience. So, you know, you you got to fight for something. You know, there's kind of a, of a cliche that if you, if you don't stand for something, that you're going to fall for anything. And this is kind of something that I'm standing for. There, There's no going back from this. And we have an opportunity as a school system to continue this kind of class, continue this kind of learning. Uh, and I'm really interested to see how uh, our school system and others in the area respond to what we're doing, um, and hopefully it's the right response. Yes. Yeah, it has. Uh, and, you know, I'm looking around, and some of you all are in my civics class, and that doesn't take away from you know, the experience that I try to provide in those classes. But the reality is, with the current system that we have in place, 
we don't have the freedom to do the things that we are doing in this innovation class. We are being told, you all are being forced to memorize facts, spit them out on a multiple choice test, and if you do that, someone who's probably never stepped foot in the classroom tells you, okay, you're now smart enough in civics or algebra or Spanish, and you can now move on to the next grade. So I get to come in here every other day and do what you guys want to do. Do things that matter. Let you all have an opinion. But the reality is, in our core content classes, in our current educational system, which has been around for 100 years, we don't have that freedom. So therefore, my excitement is way less than coming into this class. Yeah, I mean, full disclosure, all I want to do is teach an innovation class for like the rest of my life at this point. And I want to do it with eighth graders and I want to uh, take it and put it in as many schools as possible and work with other teachers to do this as well. So, um, yeah, that that's my plan, man. Keep Do it next year and... Um, hopefully only do this kind of class. Do you think you should play Mr. Moose at a pub rally? <laughs> I think that is a great idea. And even though Mr. Moose is a college athlete, and I have personally seen various newspaper articles about how good he was, I think, and, and we put it on record here, I think that I could beat Mr. Moose in a game of one-on-one. Oh. Did you play for Mr. Moose basketball? So middle school, or I guess, you know, going back, I, I grew up in Salem, Virginia, and, um, you know, we had a great rec program, I guess, but uh, it was a smaller town. So we had we had four elementary schools. We had one middle, one high school. Um, and so, you know, I grew up playing rec, and everybody played everybody. It was east, west, north, and south Salem. I was north Salem. Um, we used to always get beat by south Salem. South Salem seemed to have all the athletes, and then football it was, it was West Salem but then I grew up playing for Angelo's Middle School um, and I played uh, I played all three years there in middle school I uh, was never really a good shooter in middle school I was just was really good at defense uh, but then when I got to high school uh, still stayed pretty good at defense played JV a couple years and then uh, actually uh, I quit basketball. I quit basketball because I started thinking that uh, the coach was bad and the coach was out to get me. I was the I was the prima donna that thought I was better than the team and better than the coach, and realized that actually I wasn't. And 
hindsight. And uh, so I, I quit. I quit the sport that I loved and that I played every single day, almost every single minute that I had free because I let my ego get in into what really mattered. And so um, played rec in high school and then came back uh, and, and played, played for the team again. And, uh, yeah, all the time. Cool story, though. So I played AAU. And uh, I played for, like, the Salem AAU team. And we were never any good because we were always playing Roanoke teams. And Roanoke was always, always good. And I uh, had better athletes, and we just would always get beat. In fact, my first trip to Richmond, we came and we played a team from Northern Virginia in a tournament, and we got beat 99-19. to 19. We, Yeah, we got stomped. But I remember one tournament, uh, we were playing a, a team called Inner City, and it was uh, – we were down by like eight with like 45 seconds to go or something. And I came down and I just started shooting threes and basically made three three-pointers uh, in the last part of the game and basically won the game. And I remember the coach coming up to me in the line and shaking my hand and saying, man, I'm going to break your hand. I can't believe you did that to us. And so they actually uh, convinced me to play for their team uh, for a summer league that they had and I like got all excited thought I was going to be like this big time baller but then I just went and I just stunk it up every game couldn't make a shot it was just was just horrible so appreciate the coach inviting me to play for them but I did not do anything for them favorite currently like still playing or like all time all time Michael Jordan, like that was that was my guy that was doing everything. I remember going in the backyard and shooting fadeaways, trying to be like Mike. And uh, you know, there was this one video called uh, I think it was called NBA Airtime or Michael Jordan Airtime is what it was called. And there were some clips where he was battling the. New York Knicks in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I just remember I would watch that before every single game, and it used to just pump me up, man, and then seeing the things that he did, and so I, I always wanted to be like Jordan, so I like the Bulls, uh, and I guess I still like the Bulls. Honestly, uh, I don't really have, I don't have a, a team that I follow anymore in the NBA. Uh, I'm just to the point now where I just like watching good basketball. You know, I mean, I guess part of me wants them to play basketball. I worry about them playing a sport like football, especially with all the research out there about how athletes are ending up after getting knocked in the head all the time after all these years. Um, but, you know, Whatever they want to do, really, I've always said, and my wife as well, that you know, don't, we don't care if they play sports, but we just want them to do something. We don't want them to go home after school and just play Xbox or PS4 or whatever else it ends up being out there when, when they're old enough to play those systems. It, it, they got to be doing something. 
I am a Washington Redskins fan, and I say that with attempted pride. Man, it's tough being a Redskins fan. We just don't don't do a lot of things well. We, We need a lot of help. I've, I've been to Seattle, I've been to um, New York, I've been to a bunch of places on the East Coast, um, been to Jamaica, but I haven't done a lot of traveling. Uh, but, so for whoever's listening, if you haven't traveled, don't feel bad. I didn't get on my first plane until I was 21. Um, but I will say that traveling to other parts of the country, other parts of the world, you have never been it's invaluable it's just a great experience to see how people live uh, and be a part of different cultures and you know you come back with a new sense of just how we all are as people and it's just a great thing the other dumb thing that i did was when i was getting out of high school and i just went to college because that was what i was told that i should do no idea what i wanted to do in college no idea that I wanted to be a teacher when I first started. So basically what I did is I dug myself a huge hole and just wasted tens of thousands of dollars just because somebody else told me, this is what you should do. You should go to college because you'll get a better job and you'll make more money. The problem is if you don't know what you want to do and if college isn't going to serve you in that You're wasting your time. You're wasting your money. Don't get me wrong. College works. We need college for certain things. But for me, the dumbest thing that I ever did was start college, give Roanoke College $20,000, and I had no clue what I wanted to do. A million dollars, I would pay off my student loans, which would then leave me just enough to get a large pizza from Pizza Hut tonight. No, I would I would seriously pay off my student loans, clear off my debt and um, as much debt of family members that I could, and then just start. Start from scratch. Start from. Start with a clean slate. One person. Have three important people to take. I'm trying to think of what my wife would say. And I think what we would have to do, and I think she would answer the same thing, is that I would take one of the kids with me on a deserted island, and then that would leave her with the other kid. Like, as as painful as it would be to not have my wife around on a deserted island, I think the... So... Would, would we be permanently stuck there, or would we have the ability to kind of fight our way back to civilization? 
So, okay, so then that changes my answer. If I had the ability to fight my way out of there, then I'm definitely bringing my wife along because we, we would ensure that uh, we would get back to our kids somehow. But if we were permanently stuck, I think I'd have to take a kid and she would, she would take a kid. Which kid Which kid would I take? I think at the current age that we're in, if we're trying to fight to get back to normal life, I have to take Jacob. I have to take the oldest one because he's, he would be the most likely to, I guess, survive in that situation. But, you know, the other thing... Benny's a savage. Benny is like a wild animal. Uh, I'm pretty sure that he's part animal, so he may have friends that already live on the island that can help us get to where we need to, to be, so I'm not really sure. That is a great question, one I think about all the time, and and again, I think, you know, just like for you all, no, nobody knows what the world is going to be like in 10 years. And, you know, we're still going to need doctors. Um, I think that we're still going to need teachers. I think that we'll still need certain positions. But um, going to college just to go to college, again, I mean, college was a great experience for me. But I don't know that. I, I don't know that the best opportunity for my kids is necessarily college. If they can, it's like the kid that I told you about, the kid that developed the app and was from Australia and then told his parents at 15 or 16 that he was moving to New York City. Like That is less risky than just going to college and rolling the dice that you're going to find a field that you're going to be able to live off of. So, like, if, if my kids know that they want to be a doctor and there's nothing that's going to stop them from doing that, then go to school. Like, you have to go to school for them. If you know that you want to be an engineer, like, great, you have to go to school and do that. But if you're like me and you have no idea what you want to do, it's dumb to just go to college. What do I get at Starbucks? Man, I'm like the most basic coffee drinker. I get a black cup of coffee. Sometimes I just drink it straight. Sometimes uh, I'll put half and half in there. I'm not like a sweetener person. I will drink a sweet coffee or drink if it's given to me. But by choice, I'm... All right, everybody. So that's me. I hope you enjoyed... Uh... Hearing the kids put me on the spot, uh, definitely uh, didn't see them asking me a question about which kid I would take on a deserted island. Definitely probably going to catch some flack from that one in the future. Um, but I wanted you to know who I was, and I think that this first podcast did a great job um, showing that. So tune in next time. Looking forward to having some great guests on the show. Uh, take, uh, take a few minutes and look at the show notes. 
Uh, find out where you can find me, uh, find uh, some of the work that the students are doing. Remember, we also have a, a complimentary program called After Ed Live um, that airs on YouTube. Working on getting some content together with that. Have some great kids um, ready to show you uh, that they are ready now uh, for the world that's ahead of them. Have a great Great morning, day, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening to this, and be good.